It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion, our Wednesday episode, episode 8 in our short series, Christmas for the hurting. We're talking these three weeks leading up to Christmas Day about how the Lord meets us in the middle of our pain. Christmas is such a great season. You know, I love Christmas. I always have. And in the middle, of course, of the commercialization and just the movies and all the sort of sentimental parts of Christmas that we can either take or leave, there is a real message behind Christmas. And that is the truth that Jesus Christ took upon himself flesh. Jesus Christ became a man to save All of us would put our faith and hope in him. All of us would repent of our sins and turn to him. What an amazing season Christmas is. Now, the Bible doesn't say we have to remember this in December. No, that's just a tradition that came. But I think since the world around us is celebrating, and since there is this this still faint idea in our culture about what Christmas really means, well, I think it's good for the church to use this season to proclaim it. Jesus came into the world. Jesus came to save you. Jesus is alive, and he came into the world. And that's why I love Christmas, and I know many of you watching love this season. But as we've been saying, in the middle of this season of joy and peace, for many of us, there's also a sense of loss. Loved ones that we lost, even like in the example of my my family, how my uh, almost 14-year-old son at the time, he would have turned 17 last week, uh, how he passed away completely unexpectedly, tragically, due to a heart condition we didn't know he had. And in the middle of that, in the middle of that sort of uh, tragedy, sometimes holidays feel a little different. But I believe And I wanted to do this series to let everyone know that there is a message of hope for the hurting in Christmas. There's a message of peace for those going through a storm. There's a message of joy for those going through depression. Christmas for the hurting. Jesus is with you. We're going to look one more time today at this phrase, the mighty God. That's taken from Isaiah 9. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name will be called... Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. We're looking at this phrase, Mighty God. You see, Jesus was and is the Mighty God. He didn't need to suffer. He didn't need to be crucified. He could have stopped it at any time. At any time, Jesus could have said, Father, rescue me. Father, I don't want to go through this. At any time, Jesus could have destroyed all of those who were crucifying him on the cross. He had all the power. He had all the authority. He could have called for 12 legions of angels at the snap of a finger. Jesus could have ended all the pain, all the suffering. He had every right to do it. If anybody was ever persecuted unjustly, it was Jesus. You know, so often we fight for our rights. I do a lot of coaching and mentoring for, you know, eighth eighth grade boys, ninth grade boys. These are 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And these young men are so often overwhelmed by a sense of injustice. If anybody mistreats them, they have to fight back instantly when they're playing games. You know, I coach a lot of sports. They always think, well, the refs are against me. Everybody's against me. They always want to fight back. And you know, I see it in an extreme case in 13, 14, 15-year-old boys, but I don't think they're unique. I think all of us are like that at times, that we think, well, I have to stand up for myself. People are mistreating me, and I'm going to fight back. I'm going to get my vengeance. Everyone's against me. 
Jesus was the only one who truly could have done that and been 100% in the right. Because when we suffer, when we're mistreated, even if it's not mostly us, still we can look and say, well, I have done this wrong. I have done that wrong. So we always, in one way or another, uh, when we're suffering, there is something that we've done wrong at some point in the past. There has only been one who never did a single thing wrong, who deserved no suffering, who deserved no pain, who deserved no mistreatment. And who was that? That was Jesus. But yet, what did he do when he was mistreated? What did he do when he was mocked? Mark 15, 29, Jesus is on the cross. And it says this. It's talking about the mistreatment of those around him. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Verse 31, so also the chief priest with the scribes mocked him, to, mocked him to one another, saying, he saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. The mighty God is hanging on the cross and being jeered. He possesses all power but he's willingly relinquishing it for our sake. And then the voices come and they start mocking him. Oh, you're really the son of God? Let's see it. You can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? You can't even get off the cross. What are you talking about? Even the criminals beside him uh, mocked him. We know one of them eventually turned, but it says those who were crucified with him joined in the mocking. Jesus possessed all power. In a moment's time, He could have ended the pain, but instead he hung on the cross. He was the healer being broken. He was the savior needing to be saved. The one who had been born in a manger 33 years ago, who came to bring healing, now is being abused by those he came to save. But what did Jesus do? He humbled, he humbled, he humbled himself. You see, true power comes not through what we can do, but through how we control our power. Meekness is actually the greatest strength. Can we humble ourselves? The most powerful man is actually the meekest man. That's the way to real greatness. Why was Jesus willing to stay on the cross? Why did he humble himself? Well, Isaiah 53, 5, he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him, and with his wounds we are healed. His humiliation was our healing. His pain was our peace. His wounds led to our worship, and by his stripes we are healed. He paid the price. Through humbling himself, Jesus had all the might, but he held it when he needed to, so all could be saved and all could be healed. What a Savior. What an amazing child was born. He has paid the price, and if you need healing today, if you need comfort today, if you need joy today, he is here and he can heal. You see, Jesus humbled himself because he cared for you. Jesus humbled himself because he cared for me. He humbled himself, the healer humbling himself, because he cares about our pain. He cares about our salvation. He really cares for you. So friends, remember, don't think of this mighty God as one who who is aloof, one who is separate, one who just sits far away looking down on us. But he cares. He comes down. He comforts. He really cares for you. 
He cares about your pain. He cares about your sickness. He cares about your grief. The mighty God humbled himself to meet you in your pain and to save you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.